Okay. I don't know how long you get, but. Okay, so. Here. Well, maybe myth's not the right word. I'm just thinking, what if you, I don't know, one idea to look at, to, at your dreams is to look at them in the same ways as story, you know. Um, the stories you love are probably tied to what you dream about. Right. You know? Well, that's why they do the movie thing, right? The movie right. exercise, what do you love? So, you know, oh, I would love to live in a community like that, you know? Or I would love to live with the beauty of the sea. Um, you know, I would love to live, you know, you want to you wanna bring the cattle home, you know? You want to, you know, you, you just have that image of, you know, a beautiful canyon, or I don't know uh-huh. where you're bringing them, but you're bringing them down, and um, so you know, I think a Ken and Sue, they always had a dream of the cabin. Yeah. Remember, you yep. know. Yep. And sadly, they didn't get it. Now they did get a place that was close to what they wanted, closer. Remember, they moved and. Yes. In Berea, and yes. they never left Berea. <laughs> and Sue was like, "Well, as long as I stay within the city boundaries of Berea." So, right, because then they had woods behind them and stuff like they wanted, and yeah. Uh, and I always think of that because we were so young and first married, and we there was something that their dream, you know, brought us together. So, like a great movie. Or, that you experience together, or you know, oh my gosh, I love that story too. You know, the power of dreams. I would think it would be kind of cool to talk about why it's huge to keep your dreams alive. Because I think, first of all, they're they don't, they're reminding you of what you most long for. You know. Yeah. And that keeps you human. You know. Because it's easy, especially as you get older, maybe even as men, you know, it just becomes really utilitarian. Very disillusioned. Well, yeah, and it's just, you know, what do I live for? You know, the grind, Uh get up, Uh you know, whatever it is. And uh, it's interesting because isn't there a scripture? Is it, you know, who who dreams dreams in the scriptures? Daniel. No, oh. the scripture just says young men see visions and old men dream dream dreams. dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what that means, but that's a positive thing. I know the scriptures, you know, that's a good thing, whatever that means. And I want, well, I want to be an old man that dreams dreams. So what is it to dream dreams? You know, and what's the power of dreaming dreams and keeping your desires alive, like Ken and Sue? It brought us together. I mean, in practical ways, too. Like, we spent a good amount of hours over the years, you know, maybe not in big blocks of time, but of, you know, I remember a couple of times they were literally getting out diagrams and this is what we want. And so we're like, we're like, oh my gosh, we would love, you know, uh-huh. you know, and it's got to be by a lake because they loved water. Yeah. And so now you have something you're talking about. 
and you're dreaming together. Um, well, and good for couples too, then, because it keeps your marriage fresh because you're dreaming of something together. And it's good to have women to have her own and men, man to have his own as well. But it's good to have a dream you both share because right. then it keeps that that conversation going. And you know, you see people going out to dinner and they don't even talk to each other. I well, saw a family out to dinner the other night, and they all and there was a kid with them too. He was reading a comic book he got from somewhere. And they were just, just eating, yeah. and not, no one was talking. It was really odd. I mean, they weren't on their phones, but... Yeah, I, yeah, it's sad. But I think the thing becomes, you know, just like in Journey of Desire, is you almost don't want to dream anymore. Once, once so many don't come true, you almost don't want to dream anymore because it's just disheartening. It's like, why dream? Right. Because it's not going to happen. I've, I've dreamt, you know, I've been on this journey. I've been dreaming, like they say. Yeah. But I guess maybe... I guess maybe the secret to that is is thankfulness and seeing what there probably are some little dreams. Maybe if you if your big dream hasn't come true, maybe there has been some little dreams that have come true. Right. Or maybe there's some things in your life that you really love that you didn't dream of, but it just happened, and you just kind of got you know lucky or blessed or whatever. I mean, like you know, art being married to you or something. You know, it's like I sometimes I take that for granted, but that's if I didn't have it. That would be my deepest longing, as a soulmate, right? Right. I mean, that's, you can't get any deeper longing than that, I think, for either children or a mate. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there, so you have to kind of take stock in that and go, oh, maybe my dreams, maybe they're all not. Yeah. Um, or you get the, the dream you have, you know, is a reality. You make it come true. You know, you, you move to the place that you dreamt to move to or whatever, and you got the boat that you really, really wanted, and you get the romance of that, you know, the first few months you own it. Like our sailboat. I mean, that was kind of a dream. Right. You brought that up, you know, earlier, and the boat sailing, but, you know, I, I can't... It was really cool. I'm really glad we did it. We had a few moments, you know, we... Uh, down, you know, on that cool lake in southern Colorado mm-hmm. for the week, and mm-hmm. on Boyd a few times. But, but again, <laughs> as then, long, you know, <laughs> we would have said, "Well, we lost ten thousand bucks on that dream." Well, you know, it, yeah, yeah. I remember Rob saying, "You know, should I buy this truck?" And I'm like, "But," because then he kind of admitted, "You know, am I really going to use it like a truck?" I'm like, "Listen, man, it, it's speaking to you in some ways." And don't be embarrassed that, you know, there's something around the image of a truck. And, you know, but I remember telling him, or us agreeing, I don't know if I was telling him, but just, okay, with something like that, you know, don't go out and spend $80,000 yeah, on that right. image. Because, you know, it's not that, again, don't be embarrassed by it, but, you know, do you want to drop 80 Gs on? no. Right. But if you drop something that's reasonable, you're going to buy, buy something anyways. And yeah, it turns out they used it. And yeah. Jen and her wool. Yeah. And so I'm trying to think the outline would be number one, it keeps your desires going. You know, for me, I thought the main thought this morning was this idea that it brings people together. You know? Yeah. Yep. You know, I was reading more around the context of like a national myth or a cultural myth that's 
known widely. Well, there's something that binds that community together in that story, you know, being industrious or, you know, honest and hardworking or whatever the story kind of speaks. But, um, I'm a little bit, you'd probably have to yeah. give me an example, I guess, because that's Well, I'm just trying higher. to take outline it. It keeps yeah. your desires to it, just in a really practical way, it's a way that brings people together for interesting conversations, you know, imagining together, having the fun of imagining together, and what would you be doing when you were there. Um, so, and the other part I thought is maybe it's the relational piece too. When I do life coaching and it's really powerful for the other man, it's because, I mean, I don't say it because it gets awkward. It just happens. It's, he's let me in on his deepest dreams and that's intimacy. I mean, I'm, you know, he's being very personal and in a way very private with me. I mean, there's stories of loss and pain and you know, hurt and sometimes abuse and that too, but but when you get into somebody, well, what do you really want? And so I think the last piece is, I have to think of an example, but um, man, if somebody comes back to you sometime later and remembers what you yes. dreamt about, yeah. I mean, you, you feel like so loved and so like important yep. or something yep. significant. Yep. Like, wow, you remember that? Yep. Oh yeah. I, I wish I could think of examples. I've come back to somebody after maybe a re, you know two hour coffee, and you know six months, a year later, just say, how is that going? You know, are you really still thinking about buying that? You know, camper RV thing. You know, and, mm -hmm. you know, and I think they feel honored. So, like, wow, you remembered that about me. So then it's like, if somebody honors your desires, they honor you. And we don't do that anymore. I mean, people don't share what they really want. So, that's well, the three. Women probably do more. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah could be I think it's uh, makes a man vulnerable to talk about some of his dreams I don't know why but a woman I mean for, no I, I think women I talk to they tend to get into it but it's it's usually what they don't have what they're desiring right you know there's not a lot of I mean, yeah there's some good things you catch up on the good things they're doing too but right um, because we, you know, you get together with coffee and girls go deeper in half an hour coffee than guys take a, you know, unless, there's a handful of people that can go deep like that quickly. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, you guys, you know, I don't know. The little I've read on that, our culture seems to, first of all, give you more permission to talk like that. You probably, maybe on some levels just had a more natural ability to do that as women, but I think that's maybe overplayed, you know? Yeah. I don't like that. It's like, 
women are the deep, heartfelt communicators, and you know, men are lugheads or something. I, I mean, that's just right. That's, that's damaging. Right. Um, I think it puts both into categories that kind of hem you in. Um, I think the last one would be about dreams is, you know, 12, probably 12 years ago, 13 years ago, I don't know, I felt like God gave me the story of David and his mighty men, you know? Yeah. Well, here, I mean, so the point is, what if God brings you a dream that isn't true, true in the sense, you know, it's iconic. It is true. It's what you long for. It, it's it's what you'll taste in your life. But I'm not King David, and I won't have mighty men right. named, you know, whatever those names were in Israel. And but fighting with your swords. Yeah, literally. but I think that came from God. Uh huh. And so is God allowed to be playful like that, and you know, give you an image through an old story to say, David, that's that's what you want, and that's what I want for you. Um, knowing that it's, you know, it's almost like God said, here, watch this little mini movie. And, uh... You're going to love it. Yeah. And you're going to love it in particular because it speaks to you, what I put in your heart that you want. Yeah, and I guess what I'm saying is if you're really fundy in some ways, um, you, you maybe won't allow the scriptures to do it, meaning... If you go watch a really cool movie, like when we watched The King's Speech, I mean, that was iconic, and my gosh, I camped on that for years, and uh-huh. really felt like God used that film. Well, why can't God use stories in the scriptures, and they don't always have to be this literal, okay, if he did that, then you need to do this, like this, you know, yeah. what did you learn, Rules, and how will you laws. obey it, uh-huh. instead of, you know... Instead of it being a living, breathing Yeah, why is that story, you know, in fact, even, why did the writer in that particular book of the Bible, or what became a book, what are they trying to do? Like, I read years ago, the Chronicles, First and Second Chronicles, the part that's around David, that was more of a national, you know, kind of honest Abe, you know, cut wood. You know, George Washington, you know, I cannot tell a lie. I cut down the cherry tree. Um, you know, it's giving true true accounts of David, but it's a little, yeah, a little glossy or something because the, the, the heart of the writer was to bring national unity and pride to the people of Israel, you know? So huh. in that way... King David's life is used as a, you know, an image, an icon for who the people of Israel were. Huh. You know, I never like thought we, of it that way. That's that's like, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think of it either. I was reading a commentary that said Chronicles is a little more gracious, you know, or something. It's it's written in the sense of a, and I don't think that's. I don't think that tears the authenticity of Scripture down or something. I think it makes it even more real, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that would be keep your desires alive. 
it's a wonderful way to have shared experience. It's a way to be, you know, quite personal and honoring to somebody when you remember their dreams. And then finally, it's, you know, kind of a way that can we allow God to imagine for us as well and give us pictures that are true about our life that aren't true true just like he would speak to us through a novel or a good movie or something and all of those are not even to the point of saying go after your dreams and make them come true and when they come true I mean you know like you're saying maybe some of them never come true right you know and I think if we frame it that way because honestly you know that's the rub well, yeah, I mean, you see all the memes on Facebook about keeping your dreams alive and all that and believe and and you need to do that. But part of the reality is some people had a dream they never really realized. Yeah. Well, that's so what I was saying. I think that's For us I... personally, our rub is, I mean, we've had the dream of the house on the lake and all that that represents. I mean, we were talking about a dating 30 years ago uh-huh. and it hasn't happened. Right. You know, but I'm. You know, so it can be painful if you kind of go, maybe this never happens. But um, but if you frame dreams in the way that let them, let, them, let them be, the dream doesn't have to, the dream can still do wonderful things, even if it hasn't come true. You know? Yeah, so there, so there it is. So that's why you keep dreaming. Not just because... You know, there is a good chance that your dreams can come true because if you aim at nothing, you'll surely hit it, right? Yeah. So you have to have goals and dreams. Yeah. And it's something you work towards. It keeps you motivated. It keeps you alive. It gives you joy. But, but even if you're right, even if it's the chance of it happening is kind of small. There's other reasons to keep dreaming of it, in the slight chance that it can happen. I mean, it doesn't make sense to. I don't think it really makes sense to dream for things that like, totally are impossible. Like, I want to live on Mars in my lifetime. Like, right. you know, I, I would never want that. But I'm saying yeah. if people want that, then it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think that's, like, a good example, Some, which I don't think many people dream of. <laughs> well, you know, we felt like God really... around. We felt like God really was saying, you know, wide open spaces. We both got the same passage the very same morning. We did? Yeah, I remember out of the message, dear, dear Corinthians, I, you know, I did, we didn't hem you in. Oh, the smallest you, you feel comes from within. Yeah, yes. and he talks about, I think he uses wide open spaces. Or yeah, wide. well, I think in the message it is. Yeah, but I'm saying, you know, I really felt like, wow, that was huge. And then I go to tell you, and you're like, wow, Jeannie and I were looking at the scriptures, and I don't know if Jeannie said, you know, I feel like this is for you. Somehow you guys, like, and... Well, I was listening to that, that song right. that Mindy made for me on the CD. Yeah, yeah. And it was on there. Yeah, but you guys somehow found it in huh. your prayer time. Huh. The same morning I found mine. Wow. And, uh... But anyways, I mean, that was the dream then. Right? Yep. You know, God speaking, we move west, wide open spaces. Here we kind are. Of, right here in the wide open space. Go. See? Yeah. There's a moon up there. Well, for me, the message was, you know, room to make the big mistakes. Uh-huh. You know, and it's not like we wanted to come out and go, hey, we want to move west so we can just have a spectacular failure. 
I think it was, for me, it stirred me. Like, you know, we're going to shake you up. Like that prophecy that that guy gave us years ago. Uh-huh. You know? Put tenderizer yeah. on us to make us more palatable to more people. I remember that. Yeah, he was honoring, but he said, remember the tenderizer? Yeah. Yep. I see God putting tenderizer all over. You guys got to loosen up. You got to open up. Uh-huh. And through a lot of even pain and disappointment, well, I mean, yeah, we've I mean, been loosened up out here. Well, yeah. So, but 